You're tuned in to Talking Respect with Hannah Benani. This is episode 23 with lawyer Michelle Fonseca Kimana. Michelle Fonseca Kimana is the founder and principal attorney at West Coast Lemons, a law firm specializing in California. She is incredibly passionate about consumer education and advocacy, and not only has she mastered the art of using social media to educate and entertain consumers, but she's recently put on her first Know Your Rights webinar for a local nonprofit. Michelle loves to encourage other attorneys and aspiring law firm owners to take the leap into solo practice and has been known to hop onto calls with aspiring law firms from all over the country to share her insights. On today's podcast, Michelle speaks to us about her journey into law, how she went solo, and the benefits of being a mentor to mentees during the pandemic. The first question I have for you, Michelle, is um, how did you start off your journey in law? You know, what inspired you to to build a career as a lawyer? So surprisingly, I wasn't one of those people that wanted to be a lawyer since I was a little girl. It came to me when I was in college and I was in my third year and I had to start thinking about the future and, and what I wanted to do. And so I started trying out different internships. And of course, I ended up getting an internship at a probation department. So I was working inside of the county jail, interviewing inmates and writing reports regarding whether they were eligible for release without bail or not. And I fell in love with it. I thought it was so much fun getting to learn people's stories. But I wanted to do more than just learn their stories. I wanted to be able to tell their stories and advocate for them. So I, you know, basically followed that movie Legally Blonde. And I just decided one day, like, I think I'm going to go to law school. And I Googled what I wanted (laughs) to do. And, you know, figured out I had to take something called the LSAT. And so I started studying and, you know, that's, that was the beginning. And I'm so thankful that, that that happened. I have to say it was the same movie that inspired me. (laughs) And um, it was actually in my induction at university that they had actually put this up on the screens for us to watch. And I was like, I'm in, I'm sold. (laughs) I want that. <laughs> when did you branch out then to become an, an entrepreneur and own your own private practice? So relatively recently, actually, I finally made the jump and started my own law firm in February of 2020, not knowing that there was a global pandemic right around the corner. So it was a challenge, definitely. But I, you know, I truly believe now, you know, it's hard enough just going out on your own. But for me to be able to survive 2020 with a brand new business and having come out the other side, you know, now I know the sky's the limit and there's nothing that I can't accomplish with, with my law firm. That's just remarkable. Imagining having to take on a new challenge during that period. Wow. You're made of steel, clearly. Could you tell us, please, the challenges that you face then starting out your private practice and also what skills that you had acquired in order to do this? Absolutely. So it's 
it took a lot of planning. I think being organized and having a plan to execute was key for me. So luckily I had been planning to go out on my own for a few months before I actually did. So I had time to, you know, start getting the website up and running and figure out what my logo and brand was going to be. Um, but it's, it's hard to put yourself out there. I think that was the hardest part for me. I was really, you know, challenged with the idea of being the face of the law firm because there aren't that many Latina women, you know, law firm owners. And so I was afraid that people were going to, you know, go with the, the typical, you know, stereotypical, you know, old white man, as opposed to, you know, the young female Latina attorney. And so I was like, Oh, do I want to, you know, put myself out there like that, or just have them, you know, talk to me, and then they'll see what a good attorney I am. And then I'll be able to, you know, have them as clients that way. But, you know, those, those fears were really unfounded, I realized once I put myself out there, you know, clients just want people that care and that are relatable and that are going to be honest with them. And so I'm, I'm so thankful that I, I got out of my head, I faced that fear, and I put myself out there. And now I'm, you know, building this brand that, you know, I am, you know, just your, your neighborhood attorney, you know, you can call me for questions about cars or, or anything like that anytime. And I love having, you know, the ability to reach people in that way and to be a, a different type of stereotype, hopefully for the legal profession. Absolutely right. I think that hiring is a skill in itself, uh, something that you have to work on, but you develop with time as well. Uh, During this pandemic, I started mentoring a few law graduates, assisting them with like application for training contracts and paralegal roles and and those sorts of things. And in the UK, you know, getting into law, I'm sure any part of the world is extremely competitive, especially given the, you know, the current climate that we're in, the virtual working, interviewing behind screens and all skill in itself, you know, to be able to sit and read people from the screen and have the emotional intelligence to understand what's going on Um, I felt that I could have benefited myself from having a mentor at university Um, I'm not sure if they offered it at the time I wasn't too sure um, (laughs) perhaps I was it wasn't to my knowledge but I think that having someone you know to guide me through at the time to help me get my foot through the door would have been priceless have you done any mentoring yourself and how would you describe the benefits for both like mentee and mentor Yes. And it's something that I wish I had taken advantage of as a younger attorney. So now that I am in this place where I've been in the business for over six years, I really want to give back. I really want to encourage, especially the younger women attorneys coming up through the ranks um, and teach them lessons that I wish, you know, I hadn't, you know, I I probably learned a little later in life, Um, you know, just about standing up for yourself and asking for those raises, you know, the pay gap, especially in the legal profession, it's very much there. And if you're not your own advocate, and you don't constantly take account of, you know, are you happy with this work environment that you're in, you know, you don't necessarily need to buy into this, you know, hustle culture where, you know, whoever builds the most hours or whoever works the longest wins, you know, you, you need to be able to prioritize your own health mentally and physically and prioritize, you know, your life outside of work, friends and family, because, you know, the last thing you want to do is, is let yourself or your friends and family 
fall by the wayside because you're putting everything into this career that realistically, you know, that job might not be there next year. And so you're making these sacrifices really, you know, for what? Absolutely. Um, But you know what I think as well was quite interesting when I started mentoring is at first I thought that it would just be hugely beneficial to the mentee. And I, I started to learn that it was aiding me at the same time because I was sort of relaying information that perhaps I, I would have, you know, things I would have learned like later on in life. <laughs> I'd sort of explain that to them and say, you know, perhaps you want to do things differently. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, the transition that we've had over the last year has been incredible. I think everyone would agree, but people overnight, you know, pivoted, turning to virtual hearings through Zoom and various other video conference platforms. And now it's like a second nature to us. Um, how has your firm benefited from working remotely? And do you think that you know, we'll continue this way in the future? Yes, I'm very hopeful that it will continue this way in the future. It used to be so hard to to even convince, you know, old bosses to let you work remotely. And now it, it just seems to be the standard you know, operating procedure now. Um, And as an entrepreneur, it's been fantastic because I started my law firm trying to have as low of overhead as possible because I wasn't sure when those clients or those checks were going to come. So I was really just living on borrowed time. And being able to have a virtual law firm and not have to pay, you know, the rent for the office space, especially with COVID, no one's going to, to the lawyer's offices. So these offices are pretty much empty and people are still having to pay their rent there. Um, and now, especially for up and coming solos, you know, it's nice to know that you can have a virtual law firm. It's more accepted. You know, the clients are used to it now, so they're not going to hold it against you. The fact that you might not have a brick and mortar office. Um, and now, you know, with all the e-signing and, you know, um, electronic ways of doing things it's just honestly better for the environment as well and it's so much easier than you know having to drive and especially you know California we've got a lot of traffic (laughs) so I think it's it's fantastic both from you know the law firm owner's perspective and from the client's perspective couldn't agree more Uh, this I think this should be the way forward Um, it's much more environmentally friendly and just streamlines the process Um, what would you say to someone in particular a young female law student or law graduate going into law applying for roles and things what what would you say to her if she was really nervous about becoming a lawyer and going to to see clients and to stand up for herself and show that she's confident and competent what message would you have for her today really just have affirmations. I think it's so important to have positive self-talk. You know, you realistically, you're your own coach. You know, I definitely have my own affirmations when I've got a big court hearing or, or a trial or something like that. It's nice to remind you yourself where you've been, what you're doing now and where you're going. And so a lot of a lot of my mentees deal with, and myself as well, we deal with imposter syndrome. So you know, you kind of constantly feel like a fraud or you're not good enough. Um, And that's really, it's just these little lies inside of your head. So I think writing down, you know, all of your accomplishments and all the wonderful things about yourself, just to be able to put it pen to paper and to be able to see it 
and visualize it and really make yourself understand like, this is who I am. I am a fantastic, you know, woman and an attorney and my clients are lucky to have me in their corner. And, you know, eventually you kind of just speak it into existence and you, you start believing it yourself when, when that self doubt creeps up and it, it affects all of us at, in all walks of our careers. So I think just be kind to yourself, treat yourself with grace. You know, you're, as long as you're doing the best you can, that's really all you can ask for. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think really helpful having the positive affirmations, um, just sort of coaching yourself before a big event. It was really helpful. I mean, personally, I remember whenever I went into a big hearing, I sort of go into the bathroom <laughs> and just by the mirror, I just sort of say, you can do this. Like you've got this, right? I just speak to myself yes. in the mirror, <laughs> look myself directly in the eyes and say, you've got this girl. And then just head in. Um, so yeah, I have another question, which is more of a personal type of question. Um, what has been like the most difficult challenge for you that you faced and how did you overcome this? For me, I think it is dealing with that imposter syndrome, you know, going from someone who <laughs> didn't even know she wanted to be an attorney at first to then becoming an attorney and then then becoming an entrepreneur and law firm owner, you know, it was very much out of my comfort zone. I really had to, you know, bet on myself and put myself out there. And it was this situation where, you know, I could very publicly fail right now, you know, with this law firm. And that would be a really tough pill to swallow. But, you know, I thought, you know, having that what if in the back of my head, I didn't want to live with that. I wanted to be able to say to myself, to my friends, my family, you know, my future family as well, you know, that I bet on myself and that I believed in myself and I did everything possible to succeed and do good, not only for myself and my law firm, but also for my community. And so it was really just believing in myself, putting myself out there as an attorney, as a law firm owner, um, and, you know, consistently, you know, having to remind myself, like, you've got this, keep pushing, you know, don't let those doubts creep up. You know, you, you have so much to offer this world. It, it would really be a shame to, to let that self-doubt take away from that. Brilliant. I'd like to take this moment just to acknowledge your achievements and say congratulations for starting <laughs> your own practice during the beginning of a pandemic as are incredibly tough times that we've had to go through and you've been clearly very brave in in making that move oh I appreciate you thank you so much I have one final question for you um, <laughs> before we conclude and it's this what would be the one advice that you would give to the 16 year old Michelle if oh that's a good one so I would tell 16 year old Michelle you know 16 year old Michelle was very <laughs> very ambitious and probably very naive and so I would tell myself to never put a, a job before myself or my family so one of my biggest regrets I think is, is missing out on certain events like my brother's high school graduation or one of my friend's weddings. You know, I, I put the job in front of that 
thinking that, oh, they're going to think I'm such a dedicated employee. You know, I'm definitely going to get that job or that, you know, promotion. And really, you know, in most jobs, we're, we're replaceable. And so it's, it's really not worth sacrificing your own, you know, milestones and your friends and family's milestones for a job. You know, the jobs are going to be there. The positions are going to be there. Um, but make sure to, to keep your priorities straight. I think that would be my biggest piece of advice for, for young me. Great. So always keep in mind those family and friend milestones over work. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you again so much for joining today. Um, I know you're just starting your day in California <laughs> as we sort of coming to an end here in London. Thank you again for joining. And it's been really nice to speak to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. If you want to learn more about Michelle Fonseca Kamana, then visit her webpage at www.westcoastlemons.com. You can also find her on social media at West Coast Lemons. If you like what you hear, then remember to share, like, and subscribe. This is Talking Respect.